Amen. So 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 17, it says this, For Christ's love compels us, because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view, though we once regarded Christ in this way. We do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. Pray with me for a second. Father God, we thank you for today. Father, we thank you for your word and what you tell us. Lord, we thank you that we get to be here, we get to gather together. Lord, I pray that this morning we would see what it is that you have in store for us, what you're trying to teach us. And Lord, that, the, that um, you would speak into our hearts. It's your name I pray. Amen. All right, well, good morning, church. Uh, Happy New Year. Right, right. My name is Taylor Wade. I'm the student pastor here, and um, I have the opportunity to just talk to you all this morning um, about kind of what God has put on my heart as we begin this new year. And so I'm just thankful for that. It makes my heart happy to see you guys here, um, that we get to do this together. Um, Also knowing that more people are watching online, I'm happy to have you with us as well. And so just excited to, to, to get to do this. And I hope you all enjoyed your Christmas time, your, your, your New Year's, and um, that you had a good time with that. Now, every time we start a new year, people begin talking a lot about, what, goals, New Year's resolutions, right? Everybody starts talking about, okay, what are your resolutions? What are you going to do this year? This kind of stuff. Um, these, these resolutions are things we plan to do um, or, or maybe stop doing or something we want to accomplish this year. Um, for me, when I've done it in the past, you know, it's, a lot of times it's been um, things like, you know, eat better, um, exercise more, be more productive, find a girlfriend, get married. Anybody else? No? <laughs> okay, just me? All right. Well, that's fine. That's fine. We'll get there one day, maybe. Um, Right. But for you, maybe it is exercise more. Maybe for you, it is eat better. Maybe your goals are a little more creative. Maybe um, they're more detailed. You know, it it depends um, for for each one of us. And so um, I know that some of us like some people love New Year's resolutions, right? Some people just love them. Some people hate them and think they're the dumbest thing of all time. Right. We're on these different different levels. The good thing is whether you like them or you don't they're yours, right? So if you don't like to make them, you don't have to, right? And and, and so, but if you want to, you can. Um, But whether you like them or not, whether it's a thing you do or not, here's a problem with, with doing, with having New Year's resolutions for a lot, not for everybody, but for a lot of people, what, what happens, right? We see this over and over. People have these New Year's resolutions. They go maybe a few months, maybe, maybe a few weeks, maybe a few days, but a lot of people, they start these things and then it fades off, right? And, and, and they stop doing them and, and that happens. Um, and then there are also people who they commit to it and they're over the top, right? They're doing everything they can. They're like, man, I'm going to build four tree houses. And you're like, hold on a minute. You don't know how to use a hammer, okay? Right, you got to step back a little bit. But there's some people who go over the top, do all kinds of stuff. You can just Google and find crazy stories about people completing certain New Year's resolutions, um, And it's wild. But whatever goals you set, right, and these are New Year's resolutions or any goals, right, goals for work, goals for school, goals for whatever it is you have, goals for your family, right, we all have these certain goals that we set, these things that we decide to do. 
Um, the best thing that goals can do for you is make you a better person, make you a healthy person, maybe make you a smarter person, depending on what your goal is. Right? They can do these, these different things, uh, but there's not a single goal, a single thing that you can try and do and set for yourself that you, by yourself, can become a new person. There's not a single goal you can set to become a new person. Right? It doesn't matter how disciplined you are, how many goals you have, how many self-help books you read. Uh, none of these make you new. Right? Goals help us change to be better, but they don't make us new. Because we don't have the power to make ourselves new. But that's the good news of the Gospel, right? That's the good news of the Gospel is that on the cross, Jesus did something for you and I that we could never do for ourselves. Right? Through His death and resurrection, He provided a way for us to become new. To, 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 to step aside, step away from our sin and step into Him. Right? To step away from eternity in hell and step into eternity with God. He provided that. Right? And now new, this, I'm not talking about you know, new in terms of like an um, a upgrade for your iPhone or your for computer. And not new in the sense of just a better version of ourselves. Right? Because goals make us a better version of ourselves. You see, God makes us new at the very core of who we are at the center of everything that drives us. It begins in our heart. Right? It's, this heart it's our heart that begins to change, and that inner self begins to change. And when that happens, then it works its way to the outside. When it works its way to the outside, it becomes a visible lifestyle for others to see. That's how that process works. And as we begin this new year, I want to ask you a few questions. What if your goals weren't just about the things that you wanted to try? But, but your goals were about changing the way that we think and live. Right? What if your goals lined up with, with God's hopes and plan for you? Right? What if your goals had the potential to change your life and the lives of those around you? I, I want to pose a, a, just a thought of maybe a new focus for this year. Possibly for you, and, and that is that you would live like the new person God created you to be. That, that you would live like the forgiven person that God made you. Today, as you see, we're in 2 Corinthians 5. We're going to read it again in a second. But here Paul, he, he's talking to us about this and what it means to be made new. And then he goes on to tell us of, of what could be if we were to embrace the newness and we were to live in that. So if you have your Bible, you're not already there, go ahead and turn to 2 Corinthians 5. Um, if you don't have it, it's going to be on the screen again and we'll read it in a second. But Paul is writing to this church, the church at Corinth and he's, and he's challenging and he's encouraging and he's reminding these people of what they've already heard, what they've already been told. Right? And many of us, we've, we've, we've been here, right? We've, we've heard what it means to be made new. We, we, we get that, like we've heard that, and, we, and we've heard of why it's important to put our faith in Jesus and be made new, become new in Christ. But just like the people at Corinth, we need to be reminded of this. We need to be reminded and see, I, I know that there's many of us here, and I've talked to our students about this, we talk about this a lot. Um, there, there's many of our students, there's many of our adults, including myself, if you include me in the adult category, great, if not, 
include me in whatever category you want. But there's many of our adults, many of just people that we need to get our stuff together. We have areas in our life that we need to get it together. Right? So you see, some of us need to quit thinking it's all about us. And before I continue, just let me, let me, let me say that when I, as I've been studying for this, it has been extremely difficult because I have realized areas that I'm falling short. Right? I, I've realized this, and so if I get passionate, it's because I'm, reali- like, I'm talking to myself as well. Right? I want you to know that. And so some of us, we, we, we know that we need to quit thinking it's, it's all about us. We need to quit thinking it's just about our wants. The things that we think we have to have. And we need to be, begin living out what we know. And what we know is that when we put our faith in Christ, we are made new. And we are forgiven. We need to live putting God first and others second. Because a lot of us that can hear my voice today are not doing that. Our, our world as a whole is not living that way, right? And I think we could all agree on that. And this is why we need to be reminded, just like the people at Corinth, of these things. You see, these words that Paul is is speaking here, they have big implications back then, and they still do today. And so I want us to read 2 Corinthians 5, 14-17 again. And it says this, For Christ's love compels us, Because we are convinced that one died for all, and therefore all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Do you see it? You see that 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 is who we are in Christ. We are new. When we give Him our life, we become new. Isn't that refreshing? Isn't it refreshing to know that when we give our life to the Lord, we can put our past mistakes and failures and addictions behind us and we can run to Him because His arms are open. And we can become made new. You see, we see here for all who have put their faith in Christ, we are made new by God. And some of you may be thinking, okay, like I get it, I've heard that, but what does it mean? What, what, what does that look like? What is Paul saying? Well, if that's you today, I want us to talk about it. We're going to talk about what that looks like, and we're going to start with the fact that, that we become a new person. When we give our life to the Lord, we become a new person, and then we're going to move into what that looks like. right? And whether if you haven't accepted Christ before, if you have not given your life to Him, then this is great for you to hear. If you have, maybe you did when you were a child, and you've been a Christian for a long time, it's still good to be reminded of what this looks like. So when we put our faith in Christ and we fully give Him our life, first thing for us today is that you become a new person. You become a new person. Verse 17 says, anyone who belongs to Christ is a new person. This isn't like one of those intense like action movies or TV shows that you see where these people are going all over the place and this guy gets his face changed and his fingerprints changed and, he's, and now he's a new person, like his old identity's gone and now he's this new... That's not what I'm talking about. 
This newness is that this change is, is, is a change that is in your identity, deep in yourself, at your core. See, putting your full faith in Christ and being made new changes your perspective from being all about you to being all about God. Right? And whether you, and even if you've been a believer for a long time, we still struggle with this. We still struggle with wanting to be about us instead of being all about God. And it's hard, right? Verse 17 puts it this way. The old is gone, the new is here. When we put our faith in Jesus, we leave that old way behind us. We leave the selfishness and the old things and the old sin and the old addictions behind us. Will we struggle with them? Yes. But we run to the new life that is in Christ. How, how many of you in here have ever seen or you've heard the story of the Grinch? Raise your hand. Most of us? Maybe? I think some of you are lying. You didn't raise your hand, but that's okay. Um, but uh, God forgives. Um, so um, so here, here's, this is kind of like that story, right? This is like that story. Um, the end of the movie, the Grinch is a new person, right? If you consider him a person. Um, he's a new person. His heart, it says his heart grew. Right? He had love for others. He saw the goodness of people and what caring for others did. And his heart changed. See, when a person truly puts their trust in Jesus and begins to follow Him, we become a new person. We become new when we truly choose God and we choose to put our trust in Christ. And it's only then that God begins to change our heart. And it's a change on the inside. It's a change on the inside that begins to affect the way that we live on the outside. You know, for some of us today, we, we need to be reminded of this truth that, that we are new, that we don't have to walk in, in, in the past and we don't have to dwell on the past. We need to hear this because some of us, we, we forgot. We've forgotten who we are. We've forgotten who we are in Christ. And so we're living like someone that we're not. And if some of us, we, we forgot how we're supposed to live for Christ. And, and so we've taken a break from it. We've stepped back because we forgot what that looks like. Listen to what Paul said about this in, in his letter to the Colossians. Colossians 3, 9 and 10. Do not lie to each other since you have taken off your old self with its practices and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. This is saying that the reason that we shouldn't lie is not because we might get caught. Right? A lot of us think, oh, I shouldn't lie because I don't want to get caught. Right? But it's not that, but it's simply that that is not who we are anymore. When you put your faith in Christ, that's not who you are anymore. Because our identity has been changed. The old is gone, the new has come. What would happen if this year we began to embrace that truth? That we are new. We don't have to dwell in the past. What would happen if you began to live like the person that God created you to be? For some of us, this is really hard to see. Because we've bought into lies. Bought into lies that the world tells us. We've bought into this lie that nothing really changes when we become a believer. 
And some people, they, they, they choose to put their faith in Christ, but they think, okay, nothing really has to change about the way that I live. For some of us, maybe we've been a believer for a very long time, but, but we're so comfortable with the things that we're doing and we're comfortable with how we live that, that it's working just fine. We don't need to change. Some of us buy into this lie that becoming a believer is just to save us at the end. And when we put our faith in Christ, okay, I'm good for eternity, and so now I can do whatever I want right now. Some of us is, have bought into a, a terrible lie about yourself, and you believe that even though you've put your faith in Jesus, even though you know you've been made new, that, that you are still, you, you, you tend to believe you're still the same worthless, hopeless, and helpless person as before. And that is not true. But we buy into these lies that we're told. Some of us believe that we're bound by our past mistakes and our present addictions. But the truth that we need to hear today is that Jesus died so that you would not be bound by the small minds that we have of, of who we are. That we wouldn't be bound by the small depiction that we've been given by the world to think about ourselves. Jesus died so that you would not have to find your worth in this world. You would not have to find your worth in humans. Jesus died so that we would be forgiven. Jesus died so that we could be made new. And he says that we no longer stand condemned. Romans 8, 1 and 2 says, Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Yes, you're going to struggle with sin. Yes, you, you, you may still lie or, 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 or cheat on tests if, if you're in school, or maybe you're, you, you're a victim of someone else's sins. Maybe you're addicted to something. And when I say addicted, I don't just mean drugs and alcohol. I mean drugs, alcohol, sex, pornography, and on and on. Any addiction, it, it doesn't just have to sit with what so many people think about of drugs and alcohol. It's all over the place. You may still struggle with those. But that is not who you are. That is not who you are. Those are things that you are battling with. And praise the Lord that those battles, we don't have to t attack them alone. Praise the Lord that he walks through those battles with us. See, see you, are, you are no longer a liar or a cheater or a victim or an addict. These are no longer who you are. It's no longer your identity. If you've put your faith in Jesus, you have been made new. You have been forgiven. And so you can step away from those things. You can give those to God and say, God, take those, forgive me. Help me to run after you. Because we've been given the Holy Spirit to walk through life with us. And so I beg you to not believe the lies that the world tells you about who you are but that you would believe what Scripture tells you about who you are. See, when we become a new person, and so you become a new person, the, the next thing for us today is that after that, you begin to develop a new perspective. right? You develop a new, new perspective. In addition to becoming that new person, we gain this new perspective. Verse 16, it puts it this way. We no longer regard anyone from a worldly point of view. You see, Paul's, Paul's perspective changes. 
Paul, he, he stops looking at people just through, through race or ethnicity or wealth or popularity or what others could do for him. Instead of thinking about people in terms of Jew or Gentile, Paul began to, be, he began to think about people in terms of their relationship with God. See, God begins to change our perspective. When we give him our heart, we give him our life, he begins to change our perspective. We no longer see things the same way we did before because our focus is now on Christ. See, over time, as as your perspective changes, it then affects your relationships, your values, your morals, the way you spend your time, the way you spend your money. We begin to see life through a new lens. You see, some of us, we, we've forgotten what it looks like to love others. There are people who've forgotten what it looks like to love others and, and to treat people well. And we need to be reminded that we love because of who people are in Christ. And we love because of who people can become in Christ. You see, see, it doesn't matter their skin color. It doesn't matter how much money they make. It doesn't matter what their job is. It doesn't matter how they vote. Our love for people doesn't change based on circumstances because God's love has never changed and because Jesus, he, he didn't die on the cross for one group of people. He died for all. So we love because God loves See, when a person begins to follow Jesus and they give their heart to God to use, God starts to change their perspective. They see life differently. Have you, anybody ever seen those videos of someone who's, who's colorblind and somebody in their family or somebody buys them this pair of glasses that lets them see in color? Anybody, anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay, so, so some, there's these glasses that if you're colorblind, put them on, you can see everything in color. There's videos, and they're incredible. It's very emotional. It gets me every time. Because when they realize how beautiful the world is, when they get to see it for the first time, how God intended it. See, this is what happens when we gain a new perspective. See, we begin to see people, and we begin to see life with the beauty that God created all of it with. When we will look and, and, and see things through the way he sees them instead of the way that, that we want to see them. You see, this process of being made new happens immediately when we place our faith in God. When, when we place our faith in God, immediately we are forgiven. Immediately we are made new. But as far as seeing things from the perspective that God does... As far as the process of, of sanctification, of becoming more like Christ, this, this looks different for each person. And let me tell you this, the amount of time that you choose to spend with God will determine how, how quickly you begin to see things the way God does. As you begin to give God your best and, and, you, and you live for Him, then He begins to change your perspective. And he begins to align it with his. Now, this is exactly what happened with Paul, right? Exactly what happened with Paul. Before he put his faith in Jesus, he was killing Christians. Paul was killing Christians. And after he began to pursue God, he eventually, as we see, was writing letters that are included in Scripture. And he was one of the most influential people in the early church. Listen to how his perspective changes after he met Jesus in Philippians 3, 7 and 8. 
But whatever were gains to me, I now consider loss for the sake of Christ. What is more, I consider everything a loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord, for whose sake I have lost all things. I consider them garbage, that I may gain Christ. The NLT puts it this way. Same verses. I once thought these things were valuable, but I now consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. Yes, everything else is worthless when compared with the infinite value of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have discarded everything else, counting it all as garbage, so that I could gain Christ. See, for Paul, his commitment to God was real. He was never the same after he met Jesus. He was a new person with a new perspective and God began to use him. You see, God was doing that then and he's still doing that now. When we let him use our life, he changes our perspective and and he changes our heart to be more like his. So when we become a new person, or we put our faith in Christ, we become a new person, we gain a new perspective. And then the, the third thing for us tonight, to this morning, is that you are given a new purpose. Or maybe you want to put it, you are given your true purpose. See, verse 15 says, Jesus died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ. Now, this is our mission. That we would live for Christ, that we would know Him and make Him known. It's no longer just about us. It's no longer about our wants. Because we receive our true purpose in life. And you guys, I don't, I'm not sure if, we've, if I've made this clear, but we're literally reading the writings of an incredible example of this. Paul is writing this to us in 2 Corinthians. And Paul, he used to kill Christians. He didn't believe in it, and so he thought he needed to do his part to keep Christianity from growing, and so he was killing them. And then he sees his brokenness, and he sees his need for Jesus, and then he gives his life to the Lord, and his perspective changes, and his purpose changes. See, God gives him his true purpose, and that is to make God known. And when Paul figures it out, he goes off. Right? He just goes and he does his thing and he's working for God and he's doing everything he can and he dedicates his entire life to the new purpose, to the true purpose that God created him for. You guys, God loves to take old things and make them new. God loves to take dead things and bring them to life. God loves to forgive us. See, in the letter that Paul writes to the church at Ephesus, he puts it like this. Ephesians 2.10, for we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. You and I were created to fulfill God's purpose. God created us so that he could use us. He doesn't need us. But he created us all differently and exactly how we are so that he could give us our purpose to make him known. And it all looks different, but it's all to make him known, to know him and to make him known. So as we begin a new year, what what new purpose or, or mission does God have for your life? Maybe it's to start being regularly involved in church. Maybe it's to join a connect group or a discipleship group. Maybe it's to start reading your Bible more often, more consistently. Maybe it's to memorize Scripture. 
Maybe, you, maybe he's calling you to go on a mission trip. Maybe he's calling you to get outside of your comfort zone. Maybe he's calling you to serve somewhere in the church. Maybe, maybe there's some people in your circle of influence that God wants you to pray for, that he wants you to minister to, that he wants you to share the gospel with, or that he wants you to invite to church. What is God calling you to do? And how does he want you to respond? Maybe, maybe he's already given you this goal for the year, right? This goal that, that you have in your head. Maybe he's given you this, but he, he wants to make it a little larger. Or maybe you're focused in on this one thing, but maybe he wants to expand it to where it's not just about you, but it's about his kingdom. You see, if you haven't put your faith in Christ before, and today you're thinking, man, I want to be made new. I want to find that purpose and and that perspective that God gives. Maybe you realize you're missing something and you want to live this life that is after God. You can make that decision today. You can choose to give your life to the Lord and follow Him. And you can sit there right where you are and and you can pray and say, God, I'm sorry for the sins that I've committed. Lord, I know that I am broken and I know that I need you. Lord, forgive me and be Lord of my life. If that's you, pray that. And if that's you, I ask that you would text the word response to the number on the screen because we would love to hear from you. We would love to talk to you about that and talk with you about that decision. If you're already a follower of Christ, remember, that, remember what God's word already says about you. That God has made you new. That you are a new person who who is developing a new perspective. And and you've been given your true purpose. It doesn't matter how old or young you are. It doesn't matter what mistakes you've already made. Or it doesn't matter if you really feel like you're ready. See, a problem is some of us feel too comfortable in the way that we're already living. That that we're going to dismiss most of what we talked about today. Some of us who are hearing this are going to dismiss what we talked about because we're comfortable in the way that we live. But maybe if you feel like you're good and you don't really need it, you don't need to change, then maybe you need to ask God. And you need to take a deeper look because I guarantee you there's not a single one of us that is perfect. There's not a single one of us who doesn't have more room to grow. I guarantee it. Right, this, and I know this because this, this has challenged me so much to look deeper in my life in areas where I'm falling short, where I'm just comfortable, and I'm not living out what God's calling me to do. I know that I need to be more aware of sharing the gospel when I'm out and about doing things, of inviting people to church. I need to be aware of, of people whose lives are at stake when I'm at the grocery store or the gas station or a restaurant. I need to recognize that those are people that God is calling me to love on. Some of us need to recognize the same thing. Some of us need to remember how great God's love is. And we need to know that because of how great His love is, that we have to stop treating people differently because we don't agree on every detail of life. But we still love on all of those people. We need to love the way that God loves. And so the challenge for us, starting today, is that we would live like the new person God created you to be. That, that, we, that you would live like the forgiven person that Jesus died so that you can be. Because that person for each of us, those people for the church body, are the people who are going to change 
the world. Those people are going to be the people who God's mercy and love flow through into our world. And so remember that you are loved. You are cherished. You're created exactly how God wanted you to be. And when we put our faith in Him, the old is gone. The new has come. We don't have to carry our baggage. We get to give that to God, and He walks through life with us. And so what would it look like for you to begin living this way? And how does the Lord want for you to respond? Let's pray. Father God, we thank You for today. We thank You for allowing us to be here. Lord, I thank You for just giving us the opportunity to... um, look at your word, to hear from you. But I pray that you would uh, do what only you can do, that you would change hearts, that you would change lives. Lord, I pray that you would use us to glorify you with all that we do. It's in your name I pray. Amen.